What's up, fanboys and fangirls? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast. And this week, we're covering all the basics. We're back into the swing of things with our TV shows. So we're going to go in-depth in what happened on Flash and Arrow and what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, Spoiler, we didn't like a lot from Arrow this week. Uh, Also, Mark's going to give his thoughts on how Prison Break's going with his probably favorite show and... TV history, and it's back, and it's better than ever, according to him, and then we'll give our uh, opinions on how Raw and SmackDown are going ever since the Superstar shakeup, and we're actually going to have a difference of opinion on that, which is shocking, um, but also in the newsreel, we'll talk about how Amelia Clark just came out and said that she's actually more nervous to talk about Star Wars and Game of Thrones, and that kind of gets us a little discussion of, could we really keep spoiler information about Star Wars if we were starring in the film away from our family members or out in the public. Um, And then we'll round up with the end of Mark's utter disappointment of never ever getting a Nintendo NES Classic with Nintendo's announcement that they will stop selling Nintendo NES Classics starting this week, which is utter disappointment for Mark. Um, So... Listen up and great get ready for another exciting episode. And if you would, please give us a rating on iTunes. One star, two star, three star, four star, five star. We really don't, you know, we'd like, we'd like to see the five star. We're not going to pressure you into that. But, you know, let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. We really appreciate you guys for listening. And hopefully we're doing everything right. But if we're not, let us know. Alright, little bit of news in the week. This one I thought was really interesting. So, Amelia Clark, who is best known for Game of Thrones, um, being for Daenerys Targaryen, uh, the, the mother of dragons, is going to be starring in the Han Solo film. And so, she got asked a question, I think it was by the um, LA News, was that, which is harder not to talk about, Game of Thrones or Star Wars? Because mm. Game of Thrones is super secretive because they don't want any of the, you know, the, the big spoilers right. to get revealed out. And, of course, Star Wars seems like you like every actor that um, that stars in one of their films has, like, a sniper following them around. And if they were oh, yeah. one, you know, one spoiler moment or whatever and stuff, then they'll be shot on sight. So she actually admitted that it's it's more nerve-wracking to talk about star wars than it is game of thrones huh. which i thought was really interesting wow um, yeah yeah but how nervous would you be let's say lucas films or disney called you up and said we want you in a role nothing major no you're not playing Han right. solo or anything like that but let's say you were part of a hey. scene that was crucial to the movie and you knew about it would you tell you your wife, your wife Raina, about it. Oh man, I mean, I, I, oh, I mean, I would. Oh, I feel like I would have to. Oh. I mean, they can't keep anything, but oh my gosh! But then you have to go and do the old like, well, you can't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if I told her that, but then if I told her that, I don't think like you know, love her, but I don't think she knows enough about Star Wars to. Un- <laughs> she'd be she, like, okay, I don't. <laughs> yeah, she would basically. Um, um. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but no, I think just in general it'd be so hard 
not to tell people, especially when it's exciting. Because, you know, that's the that's the fun in this, okay? Especially for us fanboys and fangirls, like, that's what we do every week. Right. Like, we love to talk about this stuff and hypothesize and this and that. So when you know some of that, it's just like, oh, my gosh, you know? Like, even, I mean, this is way smaller scale. But, like, even, um, you know, like, when I saw the thing about Deathstroke for um, Arrow, you know, I like sent that to you and I was like, right. have you seen the scissor reel? Yeah. Like I haven't yet. I'm like, Oh, I just want to tell you who else has done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think that would be so difficult. Yeah. Cause it, it even goes into when I uh, interviewed a couple of the zombies for the walking dead, like people that actually, you know, are actors yeah. and stuff. They are, they have to sign contracts. I can't even tell a, a, oh, their, like their spouse about it. So there was, this couple that I interviewed uh, a while back that they're, they're regulars, uh, regular zombie, you know, cast members on the walking dead, but they've like alternated seasons. Like, you know, the husband will be on season one and three and the wife will be on season two and four and so forth. They never filmed together. Um, and so by doing that, I don't know the main reasoning, but they can't tell each other what they, what they have seen or what they filmed and anything. And I was like, you're out of your freaking mind. I like, I would go home in a heartbeat and be like, dude, this person's dead. It's ridiculous. Right. Like, if I was in a star Wars film <laughs> and I saw something crazy like that, I'm running home, even though my wife has really no, no yeah. <laughs> clue what star Wars is. I'd be like, Oh my God, Darth Vader is back. You know, like I would be freaking yeah. out and stuff. I would have to tell somebody. Hell, I would probably tell right. you. I'd be like, Mark, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to ruin the movie for you. But, <laughs> but Luke Skywalker is really Darth Vader, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, when you find something out like that, it's such, you know, good news. You're like, oh, I just want to just want to share it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I could feel for Amelia Clark saying, you know, that it's more stressful to talk about Star Wars. Because, I mean... I was in the um, the panel at Star Wars Celebration for uh, for Star Wars Rebels, which is a cartoon show and stuff. But because they have integrated Star Wars Rebels into the canon of the movie universe, they now do things that can be related to the movies in the future and stuff. And so when they're talking about season four, of course, all these reporters are asking questions that we know we're not going to get the answer to. But they're hoping right. that somebody slips up. And it's like, how do you keep that from... From uh, out. Oh my gosh, there's no way. No, no way at all. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting. That was a good uh, good interview to read about. Uh, another interesting tidbit, kind of going back to wrestling, is that um, The Miz got, you know, did an interview and they were talking about uh, the superhero genre and stuff and what character he would want to play the most in either Marvel or DC. And he said since his first choice would be Deadpool, but since it's already taken, uh, the next choice he would want to be, which I thought this was really interesting, it would almost fit, is Booster Gold. I could literally see huh. Miz playing yeah. a legit Booster that's Gold, what... just his personality-wise. Yeah. Right. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause... And that's, I mean, that's an obscure kind of pick, too. Right. You know what I mean? In in just the from the comics, Booster Gold is kind of the that cocky you know yeah, looking for fame dude yeah. types of, like loves the you know loves the spotlight on him which i mean that's straight what miz does on you know on in the wwe so huh. although there are no plans in place to do anything with booster gold that would be a solid pick i mean 
you know, a lot of actors and actresses and stuff like to, you know, kind of promote who they like to play. And nine out of ten times it never works. But that would right. be one. I just don't know. I mean, I've never watched any of the Marine movies that he starred in. So I don't know how solid his <laughs> acting gigs are. I mean, the yeah. Marine 5 just got released. And pick it up on <laughs> DVD where, where and, available. And VHS, VHS. And VHS, of course. <laughs> uh, oh dude speaking of vhs this is just kind of random so i was listening to kevin smith and he was uh, he was traveling and doing a, a conv- uh not a convention but uh an award show uh giving a handing an award or introducing uh, a person to hand an award out to stan lee and while visiting in the city uh somebody tweeted out saying hey kevin smith we're having a uh, kevin smith day at our movies or yeah our movie store you should stop by and so he had nothing to do so he goes in and he says that basically it's this little hole in the wall shack and it's got all these old vhs's on the wall and he's like what the hell did i get into because only two people in there and it was one of his movies playing on a tv and he's like oh, okay I, I, re- I made a really big mistake so he's talking to the guys he's like is this you know like normal only two three people just show up to the store the guy goes go over to the um to clerks is a movie that kevin smith made and pull down on the vhs and it opens up a door to a back room where uh there was a, an actual bar hangout place for them and, stuff <laughs> like, and there was like 20 30 that's people that's awesome yeah i was that's like that awesome. is genius have a vhs store to cover up that you actually have a, like a, a speakeasy bar in the back and stuff that's so cool because you know nine out of ten people will walk in and see vhs's and walk right out be out of there yeah yep that's so, so cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'd go there. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, I would do that. That would be so cool to do. That's our next business plan. Starting there we go. Speak yeah. easy plan. All right, you want to get into jump right into Arrow? <sighs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> you sound so excited to go about it. So, right. All right. So uh, what do we have? A three week break from Arrow? Three four week break? Yep. There was yep. the sizzle reel clip that you saw. I have yet to see, and you said that it was better off that I didn't see it after watching yep. this episode. Um, Absolutely. And basically set up for the last, I believe it's six episodes of the season. And how excited were you after that? So after actually watching the sizzle reel, I was pumped. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had told you a couple things about it. Right. Um, and, you know, I really won't – I mean, I think most people who um, are listening have, you know, more than likely seen her or know what was on it. So, like, it created a ton of hype. And not just for, like, you know, not just for Deathstroke but for some other things that, you know, I won't talk about since you haven't seen it. But <clears throat> there were other characters as well that I was like, this, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And so I was really excited about that, really excited to get back into Arrow because even before it went on its hiatus, that last episode was – it was okay. It wasn't great. I thought leading into a little, um, a little break, it might have been a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, getting the scissor, I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's ramp up for this last kick here. This is going to be awesome. And I thought yesterday's episode was awful. Like I know some people are saying, oh, it was okay, not one of the better ones. I I thought it was a bad episode. Um, and you know me, I will go to bat for Arrow. I even did it to a degree during season four. Um, but here's here's my issue. The series is called Arrow, mm-hmm. based off of Green Arrow. 
we haven't seen Green Arrow in a month. And I don't even mean because of the hiatus, like even before that. He hasn't been in like five episodes aside from like a flashback. Yeah, pretty much. You you get this Oliver Queen in this like knockoff Jason Voorhees black mask. And the other thing that just like blows my mind is he he carries a gun, which didn't we have that huge anti-gun episode not long ago? Without a doubt. I mean, but, th- so, but wait, so, wait. They don't use real bullets. They use rubber bullets. Did you not hear at the very end of the episode? I, I still think it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so you're... <laughs> You're you're t- that, that's fine if you want to say oh they're rubber bullets. Uh, Can you imagine you any- the writers' room? You, you sh- it's uh. like sitting there, like wait a minute, didn't we have an episode that we can't use guns? I got it. We'll use rubber bullets. Yeah, get get out of here with that. And here's the thing. Okay, he he's he's Green Arrow. He's been trained in in so many things. He can use a sword. He can use an arrow. He can use who who knows what else he can use. And yet he has always had this thing about never using a gun, didn't like at times when Wild Dog was using a gun, and then all of a sudden he's carrying a gun. Which that, it with just, the one with Wild Dog, lasted all like 15 minutes, because Wild Dog, I don't think, even uses rubber bullets. I think he uses like armor-piercing bullets in to take yeah. out people. And then that episode, this past episode, it's all about talking about how he should have his daughter back. The guy's killed probably 30 people since he's joined Team Arrow and they're talking right, about right. you'll be a perfect you're a great dad. I'm like, whoa, well, easy there. I, it just and, and you get on and you get on my other gripe, which is this has been a continuing thing, which I've always said, but that whole nothing about that episode was about Green Arrow. It was nothing. all about the supporting cast. It was about Wild Dog and getting his daughter back, which, you know, some of the emotional aspect of that I thought was fine, but it's still not it's the focus of the series should be on Arrow, Without you know, the Green Arrow. And then you had, you know, stuff with Curtis, and I'll get into that in a moment. And then, obviously, the whole thing was, like, the Felicity show, which, what are they doing? See, that didn't no, make like, any sense to me. So, like, ex- explain this to me or try to explain it to me, or maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right on this. So, for the past four seasons, like they basically called it out. Oliver's basically been unethical in his decision making, trying to stop the bad guys. Felicity mm-hmm. all of a sudden joins, like flips her, you know, her decision. Um, you know, she's been always the moral one and going the ethical route. And all of a sudden, now she decides, you know what, I'm going to do the bad stuff, and Oliver and. Um, Diggle are going to be the more ethical ones in one episode, literally like flip a lid. You're talking about a guy who's yeah. killed well over 200 people and joined the League of Assassins and, <laughs> you know, had his mother killed, um, slept with his girlfriend's sister on a boat. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on about Oliver. I mean, like, and then all of a sudden, Diggle, who killed his brother, you know, and how to live with that are now pissed at their well one's former ex you know former fiance right. and the other one's wife because the the, <clears throat> the men are pissed at the women for going the unethical route which that's all they've and, done for the past four years right and listen i get it people like obviously can change and i'm fine with In that one but episode? then to exactly that's the thing in one episode to have such a drastic change like that's not realistic 
Um, yeah, to me, it and, would have been and, made more sense for Oliver to go back to the the unethical route yes, after being tortured absolutely. and saying, look, I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to do whatever it takes. The shit that he put me through, I'm going after him. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That would make sense. Right, it would, and have him, res- you know, resort back to these w- the ways that he was used to, you yeah. know, in order to catch Prometheus, he almost has to become Prometheus or think like Prometheus. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it, it just, I was okay with Prometheus not being in this episode, even though I wanted to see him, but I thought it was fine and made sense, mainly because like it's showing just how elusive he is and just how like ahead of things he is right and but like once again this whole helix story with felicity yeah okay so pretty much it all comes down to this thing that you know um prometheus infiltrated helix and like kind of worked with them somehow to like have a hand in this you know but once again that all puts the focus back on felicity like it, it's the the show is has started to go so far away from the focus on Oliver and on the green arrow that like yesterday, if, if you were to take someone who has never seen arrow before and you didn't give them the title of it and you had them watch that and you're like, this is about the green arrow. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Right now? Like this was a misplaced episode because I think what, what would have been better is to use this episode it, right after her uh, Felicity's former boyfriend, the cop, died, when she was all yeah, you know, been out of shape right. and saying, "All right, I'm going to go after this." But it's been what you know, seven, eight right. episodes since that happened. So a good like eh, what month, two months, and now she's going to say, "Okay, you know, I- I'm going right that the unethical yeah, route." That w- Right, that would have made sense because it was a traumatic event that like would have kind of forced her into something else based off of Yeah, that would have made sense. I'm not saying it would have been a great episode, but it would have made sense. This is just misplaced. And I um, it frustrated me to see that sizzle reel and get so pumped and so hyped. And then they came back with that episode. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, way to just like crash any of the hype that you just created like not saying that i'm not i'm not still excited for that but out of that sizzle reel there may have been maybe a small clip from or two from this past episode the rest had nothing to do with this episode and you know that focus on team arrow like i said i don't understand why they keep going back to that i don't know if they're doing that because like you know we've talked about before they have some more episodes this season so like they need more fillers but like it's just it's it's gotten away from the interesting part which is arrow right and i kind of feel the same way with curtis like i i we i i personally i don't need two felicities and that's what it is <clears throat> curtis is is like felicity it's the male version of felicity and it's just i don't really even like having one felicity let alone having two but then also he's got that like you know last season laurel lance thing where he's like never been trained but goes out and fights crime every well, now time. he uses just, his balls to fight yeah yeah. yeah and i'm like just there's so much focus on that i, I don't understand why um, I don't understand the consistency this season. I still overall like this season, but the consistency is really weird this uh, season. I agree. I agree 100%. The consistency is 
is been a big killer. Like to at the end of this episode, and this is kind of what I always ask myself when I watch you know a TV show now and stuff is, did it advance the storyline? And this episode did nothing to advance the storyline no, because literally at the end of the episode, all that work that Felicity did for that whatever gadget, piece, yeah, Helix, yeah, it ended up being part of Chase's scheme and blowing up the the arrow lair or the arrow cave. Um, right. Which could have been done literally with Chase just throwing a bomb in the building. Who knows? Yeah, um, anything. Yeah. Right. And so that to me was ridiculous. And then there was nothing. All, all, to, all what, that it was used was once again it was to develop Felicity. Right. And, and then, the, But it, it didn't even make sense why Felicity would even no. help to help a person of national security escape from a prison that looked like it was in a warehouse amazon warehouse almost you know yeah and they had him just like in a in a pod right do you, <laughs> you think know, like amazon those uses pods? those same do you think amazon uses those same lasers uh to protect their their stuff i mean i don't know why they wouldn't i mean i would i'm sure they can afford it exactly yeah yeah i i just you know and i don't honestly have much hope for next episode because it looks like a good chunk of it is just going to be Oliver and Felicity stuck, stuck down there the talking about their former, and I'm just like, oh gosh, like I don't know. I just, you know, I've always defended it, but th- this episode, like, I, like I said, I think two things that upset me the most were that was that this episode came off of a three week break, right, and right. it was just whatever, and, and they released that sizzle reel, which built up all this hype, and then. You, you really want to come back with an episode like that? I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I, I get what they want to do. They want to be like, oh, well, Oliver's going to feel like, you know, it's his fault that Felicity, you know, did this because of his influence, whatever. Okay. But like, let's put the focus back on Oliver, you know, season one, season two, like that's what it was. It was right. on Oliver. It was his, it's his story. Basically. That's what it becomes. It's supposed to be. Not anymore. Yeah. Oof. So, well, another one down, closer to the end. We'll see how it goes. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they pick up season uh, six. We're on five right now. Yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I honestly don't have any clue at this point. (laughs) I think you just start fresh. I think it would be... It would honestly be good to not disband the team which i know that they signed on wild dog and um dinah who plays black canary or you know for regulars next season yeah she still seems out of place yes without a doubt yes like i i feel like she's there just so they have a black canary yeah it would almost be better off to like do a separate show now with the like not like not like a Teen Titans type deal, but more like a, right. A suicide Squad meets Teen Titans of yeah you know, Arrow castmates, and have these guys you know kind of jump in here and there whenever they need to be. Um, or have her have her join um uh, you know the the Legends or something like something, that or, yeah. or just yeah I just because <clears throat> like or, Wild Dogs or keep character until next season I, yeah yeah that doesn't it just doesn't make 
sense to keep this team as big as it is with so many, and especially if you're bringing Katie Cassidy back as a series right. regular. So even though she's not going to be the Earth One Laurel Lance, you know that's still it's going to be so many people on one team. You know, yeah, it's going to be a team effort instead of it. And so I don't know what you do villain wise. You know, because at least with Flash, they've kept it just strictly you know, for the main part. Where Barry is is the main superhero, and then whenever there's a chance, they try to sneak in um, Cisco, you know, as Vibe, or in you know, or get Wally, you know, as Kid Flash in. But they don't have him go out every single it, week with Barry. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's subtle. It's not like they share the screen time or. You know, it doesn't have to, like, even out or anything like that. Like, yeah. Barry is still very much, like, it's his show. It's right. The, it's he, his... The, the difference between Arrow and, and Flash, which we can just jump into right now, is that at least, I know it's still only season three and, you know, Arrow's on season five, but Barry is still the leader of the team, where it seems mm-hmm. like Team Arrow is now a democracy that, you know, Oliver has kind of oh, just yeah. given up his... which. That's not what we signed up for when we were watching this show. We were watching the show for Oliver Queen. So, well, know. I mean, Oliver used to be like a, almost like a straight up ass to everyone, right. all the team members, you know, because it was just like his way or the highway. Well, they they went the it, the Batman route, you know, the Bruce Wayne route, where when Bruce would, you know, as Batman would team up with anybody or even have Robin, you know, whether it was Tim Drake or uh, any of the other um, older uh, Dick Grayson, you know, Robin, yeah. that. It was his show. It was his call, and you did it his way, and there was no negotiation yeah. about it. And that's what they kind of did. And then all of a sudden, after Ra's al Ghul, you know, in season three, it's, it's Oliver slowly given up the title of the leader and made it more of a democracy in Team Arrow, which doesn't it doesn't fit. I mean, it doesn't work no. itself out. Yeah. No, not at all. And the the difference between Batman and this ver- version of Green Arrow is that. Bruce didn't care if, if team members quit. You know, if if they felt yeah, his decisions right. were were wrong, fine, go do whatever you want. But this is my, this is my mission. You're either with me or you're not. If you're not, well, then, and yeah. yeah, and he knew he could do it on his own. Right, exactly. Where this is kind of, you know, d- going the opposite route. Where Oliver feels like he needs the team to to complete his mission. That he can't do it by himself. Which is fine. I get it. You know, you want to make it, the arrow different and and stuff, but not that different. Keep it more like what the Flash is doing, and have Barry still as the lead. You know, well, the one who's the spent, other thing. You know, time training. Yeah, and the last thing about Arrow, then we can hop on over to Flash. But like, I'm also confused on why he can't go back to being Green Arrow. Because yeah, I get they had like the Green Arrow task force after him, but then they found out who Adrian Chase really was. So, like, what, wouldn't that kind of make the Green Arrow task force kind and of null and let's void? Just, and, I mean, and let's just admit, almost everybody in, in the city knows that Oliver Queen is a Green Arrow, it seems like. So well, yeah, right. It seems yeah, like, just like only the p- police department don't know who, you know, Oliver Queen right. and Green Arrow so are the like, same people. Right, absolutely. So when they found out all that about Adrian Chase, like, I mean, and that he, like, killed his own wife and this and that, I mean... Well, it wasn't Green Arrow, so Green Arrow should be able to go back. But right, off the Go hook. back out, but he still wears his mask and his gun, his rubber bullet gun. Rubber bullets. Uh, so awesome. All right, so Flash, 
kind of a similar type episode for me and wasn't as bad but um i felt like this was another episode that really didn't advance the storyline all that much yeah um, i agree the it was funny when so i wrote my review on this and um and somebody at the in the comment section i thought this was brilliant i'm you know i he wrote what they need to do is uh they should have done is had future barry from 2024 literally punch Barry from you know the past in the face and say stop time traveling bitch you don't understand <laughs> that this is ruining everything just stay where you need to be just stop yeah <laughs> you're funny. ruining everything by keeping you constantly time traveling so um That's funny yeah so like basically Barry goes to the future doesn't learn a damn thing but fixes team flash because of his future self being do- so distraught about not being able to save Iris you mean his future self that looks like um, bad Peter Parker from oh, Spider-Man yes, 3? that is it. I was thinking more like Grunge Rock. I thought like they were uh, in Seattle, Washington, like Nirvana was back or I something. Just, well, it was funny. My wife walked in the room and she goes, why is his hair like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess whenever someone turns bad or like emo, Spider-Man they 3. have to get the long. Yeah, they have to get the long hair like draped in front of their face. And he was brooding so bad too. Like I'm all about Grant Gustin, and I'm thinking he's a great actor and stuff. Like that. But that future Flash just brooding all around and stuff. Uh, and, just, and what got me, I died laughing. I know this was supposed to be like a serious like episode, but that how he just mysteriously appeared at the at the end. You know when um, the Barry from the past is getting Team Flash together and let's do this and and stuff. Yeah. And Bear uh, and then he goes and fights. Um, uh, Mirror, Mirror Master, Master and top, and, he, and, top yeah. and he's having trouble, and they're like, "What do we do?" And all of a sudden, Future Barry just walks up, "I'll take it." And stuff. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, are you serious? Like, <laughs> come on, that's the biggest cliche in the world." Like, right? Just magically appears. I've been listening the entire time. What you're doing? I'll take it. I'm like, get out of here. Well, and he's been like brooding in Star Labs. Like, Star Labs is like all like destroyed, you know, dilapidated. You know. <laughs> Yeah. What happened to uh, all those prisoners in Star Labs? Like, what, those are the things that I want to know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I felt the same way about the episode. I mean, it was interesting, I guess, going into the future. But yeah, it, you know, you had this whole episode just to find out really, I mean, really absolutely nothing. No. You know, I mean, and then. It was kind of weird. Like, and then you get. How everything works Right, and then Killer Frost. And I also feel like this is another thing that um, you, you see a growing trend with as well. Is I don't know if you saw the promo photos for Flash for next week, but uh, Killer Frost has like a new outfit. Ooh, nice. And it's it oh, and it's yet again a trench coat. And all I can think yes. about is like, what is a like bad guy? It's kind of like you know, if they're brooding, they have to have the long hair. If they are, you know, bad like guys, they get a. Um, a trench coat because uh black siren has her trench coat as well right. you know what I mean? i'm like what is okay i mean i guess trench coats are equal bad guys right i guess so, so. it's the the yeah. matrix neo style exactly oh. um but yeah I, I don't i don't really think it um really advanced much it's just i i don't know i feel like every episode it's just kind of like you're almost getting there you're almost getting there but it's just kind of like sputtering on a, a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, it wasn't, I, I didn't think it was an awful episode, but it, I, I still thought that coming back after a three week 
break, Flash and Arrow would have done better with the episodes that they had coming off of a break. Yeah, I agree. I think both were supposed to be kind of filler episodes, and they were both put in the wrong place, and it didn't, you know, um, it didn't move either storyline in a in a in a pivotal direction where you're like, okay, here we go. I'm set for the right. final six seven episodes of the season. And- yeah. And filler episodes are fine, and I without a doubt, right? I, I, they, I like they, they have. I mean, they're a necessity, but the, I also think the placement of the filler episodes are crucial. You know, it didn't come at like a high point of anticipation. Did it come when you're trying to maybe shift into a, another like kind of mini storyline or something like that? Like the placement of it is crucial, and when it's something like, you know leading into the three-week break neither one really had this big cliffhanger or this big like oh my gosh and then it comes back with a little sputter as well and it's just kind of like okay you know it really i think kind of weakens the hype right no i agree so just really quick at the end of flash we got the the semi-reveal that savitar is not the godlike animal that he appears to be he's actually a human being and reveals himself or herself, I'm going to say himself, uh, to <laughs> Killer Frost. And Killer Frost is just automatically drawn to to whoever it is and says, I'm in. I'll let you go first. Who do you think Savitar is? Um, yeah, you, you, had, you had actually mentioned it. So if you want to go, you can. I, I agree with you. Um, I had kind of thought that like a week or so ago. Um, when I was watching some of the episodes, and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe because I thought that the individual who, you know, you'll say, um, I thought he was signed on for another episode or something here or there. Right. Um, and, and it just makes sense, especially with Killer Frost's um, reaction yesterday. So if you want to say it, because right. I, so, I completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, so I think, and I, along with, a, you know, a bunch of other people on the internet as well and stuff, yeah. I think it's Ronnie from season yeah. one who's Savitar. Which, if you think about it, you know, at the end of season one, you had that, what was it, the wormhole or black hole or whatever yeah. Yeah. that caused a major rift. And Flash tries to go stop it. He can't stop it. And so Ronnie has to, you know, use his powers, his uh, Firestorm, to go uh, to stop it, which Dr. Stein gets saved, but Ronnie is gone. And the assumption is Ronnie's dead. But it could be, since it was a time wormhole and so forth, that Ronnie actually gets sent to the end of the Speed Force, or is trapped in the Speed Force, and that's where he develops this long hatred for Barry Allen um, and the Flash. Yeah, and I mean, even if you think about it, because, you know, I think some people had said, like, well, Caitlin loves Ronnie, or this or that. Right. I mean, even um, when, uh, during Flashpoint, when you had um, um, Killer Frost and... Uh, what the, Vibe. His name wasn't Fires. No. Oh, it, oh, I mean, it, uh, oh, yeah. When they go into when, when he dark, goes to speed, it was like Black Storm or something yes, like that, yes, right? You know talking, yeah. But still, the, but still, they were still they were still together, you know. Right. So I think, you know, that's a, even a little nod to it that that's a possibility. But like, why else would Killer Frost be so quick to stop and be like, okay, what do you need? I'm in. Like, right. I, I don't see if it, who else. Um, I don't see who else it would it would be. Right. The only other person I could think of is uh, it being Julian, and just because of mm-hmm. the kind of the relationship that he developed with 
Caitlyn before being Frost and, and kind of still having that love affair with her that maybe we haven't seen the entire storyline play out of Julian or in the events that, that took place. So my, and because he's a scientist and can conjure up stuff and he makes a lot of equipment, you know, so that was the only right. other person that I think, but I really, I really think it's Ronnie being stuck in the speed force from season one. Yeah. Which I mean, it would make sense. It would. I mean, it definitely makes sense. Um, just, for a while there, I thought this this episode ended up ruining that. But for a while there, I thought it might have been a future Barry actually, uh-huh. mad, like mad because of um um oh shoot um I thought it might have been a future Barry, but then um th- this episode just kind of did away with that. Um, just because with emo Barry being there and like, you know, brooding and all that, I just, um, you know, that kind of went away with that theory. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I still think, you know, all kind of access points are, I think, kind of point to, to Ronnie. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, Julian makes sense, but I still think Ronnie's probably going to be the go-to guy. And I thought I saw that somewhere that he had signed on for a couple other episodes. No, it makes sense. I mean, he's, he always signs on for about four or five episodes per season. Right. It seems like that's his, uh, since season one, that's what he's been doing and stuff. It just comes on first because he was on like three or four episodes in season two. Um, and so it would make sense for him to come back. It would be interesting to see if he, like Barry's able to save him and maybe like, you know, at the end of the season, and then somehow maybe he makes his way back onto Team Flash somehow, some way. Maybe not as a bad, yeah. but you know, um, right that way. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. The reason why I thought that Savitar could have been a future Barry is because when in that um, newspaper article from season one, remember right. when it says Flash disappears and Flashpoint oh, yeah. or whatever. Um, so I thought maybe he was stuck in or something along those lines. That's the only reason why I thought that could happen now. I mean, obviously it doesn't make sense that he would go and kill Iris or anything like that. Right. But, um, that was like, that was the only reason why I had thought that. The only other question I had about this episode, and this is kind of just like a one that, why did he need Wally to travel to the future when Barry's been able to create his own time wormholes, portals, by himself because remember he can travel into the past by himself but he also can travel back to the present by himself so is it is there a special trick to go to the future i guess i don't know i get i guess he like i think he needed someone faster to open up the the future because i think if i'm right I, I think that because um, he was able. I to... think it's the faster you are, I think you can go into the future, which is why farther. Uh, Thon, yeah, like why Thon could go into the future because he because Thon was faster than Barry, Barry, right? Yeah, yeah. And then same with Savitar, and then Wally. I think because those are the three that could travel into the future. I thought okay. But I, I'm I'm assuming it has something to do with the speed. I don't really. I mean, that's the only thing that I thought of is because, like you said, he can go to the past and he can do present. But I don't know. I guess I guess he's not fast enough. And the weird weird thing is, I I feel like um, <clears throat> I I just I feel like he's just kind of like 
yeah, I'm not faster than Wally, and I'm not going to be faster than Wally. So, he's, like, yeah, he's kind of just to, like try. accepted it. <laughs> right, like season one and two, like it was all about training, getting faster, learning new things, learning new things, and then now it's kind of like, yeah, Wally's faster. And I mean, I know in the comics, Wally is always faster, but like still, it's just kind of like it's like he's reserved. Like, yep, that's that's happened. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it why I still, why try? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it must be like a science thing, but I still haven't figured it out. Um, yeah. On that whole traveling in what can be done and what can't be done. Right. So, right. But, um, so <clears throat> prison break. How's it going? I haven't been able to catch up as as much as you have. Uh, prison break was good this week. Um, I think we're going to find out more next week just because um, Michael and Link um, uh, are finally back together because they ended up escaping from um, the prison. Right. uh, Mainly because, like, ISIL was about to bomb the place and the guards left, so it was this big thing. There were a couple twists that I wasn't really expecting. It um, had to do with the ISIL leader that they were trying to break out. Um, but also had to do with um, Sarah's husband. It's actually what I I had um, said it, I think, last week or the week before that I thought Sarah's husband was in on whatever was going on just because he wasn't um, he wasn't surprised when he found out Michael was back. And I'm like, listen, your your wife's dead ex-husband is alive and you don't seem to care. Hmm. And when uh, the Poseidon, the people from Poseidon came in, shot him in the leg, they easily could have killed him. And then um, when she was trying to find out who hacked her phone, he was, like, really defensive about it and come to find out that he is in on it with the group somehow. Uh, We don't know how yet, but a couple other twists there and another character from season one um, looks to be dead. But at the same time, um, you know, my wife had raised a good point because in season three – you know, Sarah was supposedly killed and decapitated, but they never showed the head or the body. And so she was alive. And that was kind of a similar type of situation here. So I think we'll get some more answers next week, but it was still a pretty good episode. Dude, someone's decapitated on prison break. Why isn't that like more publicized on television? No, well, this was like way back in season three. Damn. So, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, it was weird. It, like, wasn't a big deal. Like, supposedly, they, like, they, this girl, like, decapitated Sarah and put her head in a box and sent it to Link. What? But it ended up, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it ended up, like, it wasn't Sarah's head. It was uh, some other person's head. Because um, that mistake always and, happens. Yeah, right. It was, this, yeah, so it ended up being, like, someone else's head that, like, looked like Sarah because he didn't, like, totally look in the box or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it was this big. Thing. Well, the crazy thing is, the real reason why they did that is because the actress that played Sarah was pregnant and having a baby. So they oh, did so that. They and they, yeah. yeah, but then they wanted to bring her back, so it, they found out it actually wasn't wasn't her. So, But yeah, so I don't know if they're doing something like that with the character that was, um, you know, possibly killed yesterday. But um, yeah, it's good, though, you know, especially I think um, if people are a fan of the of the original series they'll they'll definitely like it um it it has a lot of the same elements um you know which is is good but uh, more of a fresh take too which is kind of current obviously um but 
even if people haven't really seen it, that it's one of those things you don't necessarily have to be completely aware of um, the original series to enjoy it or understand what's going on. It obviously helps out a lot, but you don't necessarily have to do that either. All right, so let me ask you this. This is something about Pivot Break that, like, this season is kind of like like got me asking. So, all right, season one was all about getting Michael's brother out of prison because he was wrongly framed, right? And that was yep. one of like a federal prison that was like supreme lockdown. Oh yeah. Now, now this prison here is seems like it was built in early 1900s type deal yeah and it's old lock and key style and it's taking oh, yeah. michael a lot more time and effort to break out of this prison than it did uh-huh. the original prison that has like high-tech technology and stuff like that. oh yeah I yeah mean, and yeah it's it's kind of funny because he actually talks a little bit about that in, yeah. in this episode um and that's because he was like a structural engineer or whatever so everything was so current, and even in this episode, because he and his guy and his little group are in solitary confinement, and he was in solitary for four years, and so he had planned something. It was to pull, like, he had got some twine and a spoon in order to pull down a um, uh, a pipe and then string the um, twine through and have the spoon on the end to stick it out to hit the bolts of the door across the way. Yeah. So he needed the person across from what ended up. The isolator was the one across from him. So he's like, okay, so you have to do this. I obviously can't do this. And he was like, no, I want to get my own door. And he's like, (laughs) that side of the building was built in, or those, that side of the building was built in whatever year this side was built in this year. These locks or these um, door hinges are older. And so, I mean, he even kind of like, talked about that which i thought was pretty interesting you know what i mean because yeah, it's a, without a, doubt. a minor detail that you really wouldn't think of but then you're like oh yeah that, i mean that that does make sense like you're in this old place like how like what do you do like how do you you know what what sort of technology do you use to get out of here so it was pretty cool that he did that too you get the the dog that's has the key on his mouth to come over. And bring oh yeah, it to, you know, yeah, right. The old Pirates of the Caribbean like, yeah, style. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. right? <laughs> the old ride. That's funny. Get the dog oh, yeah. to get the keys and bring it over here and stuff like that. Oh man. Did you um? Did you get to see uh, Gotham this week? No, I'm actually gonna watch it tonight since. Um, okay. I mean, on. you didn't. You didn't. I mean, I don't know. I was so I was gonna I'll watch be, it Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna watch it Tuesday after Flash, and I kind of I read some of the reviews, and you know I I read what you wrote, and I was like, never mind, I'll I'll wait till later. Yeah, I I just you know, and that's what kind of how I started breaking down my articles a little bit, like the good and the bad, you know, and right. like you're obviously hoping that there'll be more good, but if it's about even, that's okay. But as you could see, like with my Arrow episode, it was like all bad. <laughs> but anyways, um, the bad, the bad, uh, and the bad. I was like, pull it, yeah, right, um, but. It was all right. Um, it's just the same thing. I was really disappointed with with TV this week, honestly. Even wrestling, well, even wrestling, like that's a surprise. Um, but I just, you know, you had three shows coming back from breaks, especially Gotham, which was coming back from like a three month break or whatever the heck it was. Right. And then it came back, and you're just kind of like, that. That's the episode. I mean. Don't get me wrong. It was really cool seeing the Riddler like coming into his own. Some of uh, what you'll see is very much kind of um, Arkham City esque with the Riddler missions. Uh-huh. 
Um, so, so that's really cool. And I think that's uh, uh, something that they could really kind of grab onto and go with. Um, they use Lucius Fox a lot more and he does a really good job. Uh, but then, you know, you still get your court of owls, which is just dragging on for like, I, I can't figure out what to make out of them. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have more stuff with Bruce and the doppelganger and that's just, ugh, you know, as well. Um, I mean, it was an okay episode. Um, like I said, the, the guy who plays the railer does an awesome job. Um, and I, I like seeing him in, in that role. Um, there were, you know, some little weird inconsistencies with it, but um, it it was okay. Well, I mean, the what was, like we talked about last week that um, that we like I was more excited about Gotham coming back than many of the other shows because I we really don't know if Gotham's going to get picked up next season, so right. this might be it. Um, uh, I, I like. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from this episode. I mean, I saw the sizzle reel and everything like that, but I guess, you know, I guess that's what how the show has left me is that I'm not expecting too much grand, you know, events to happen right. until near the end. Because honestly, I don't yeah. even know where this show's going. Because think about it. I mean, there's so many different <laughs> yeah. characters, so many different storylines going on. There's not even really a main character anymore in this show. What it no. used to be mm-hmm. about Bruce and about Jim Gordon has now just gone everywhere. Like I've, I've, I've yet to try to really sit down and understand the entire Gotham storyline. Well, I feel like and we've kind of talked about this before. I feel like they can't decide what they want to do with it like do they want to make it like a detective show do they want to make it like more of like a csi type of show do they want to make it about the bad guy do they want to make it about like i I just feel like they're having a difficult time figuring out exactly what they want to make it so it's just like almost a little bit of everything yeah so um you, you kind of just hit on this a little bit, but uh, Raw and SmackDown, you actually, you just said that you, you were disappointed with it. I actually thought it wasn't too bad this uh, this week. I thought Raw was was pretty entertaining from from my standpoint, but I want to get your thoughts on it first, and I'll, I'll let my... What did uh, you like about Raw? Uh, I, I don't know. It just, it was a... Um, I definitely think that the movement of well i i really enjoyed so i really really enjoyed for some odd reason i I thought it was hilarious uh the dean ambrose jericho you know miz thing that happened in the beginning of the show especially when dean ambrose came out and did his like the the ambrose asylum show and stuff like that like i thought it was right that was great uh and the the jacket he got for jericho for for messing that up and everything, the the fifteen thousand dollar jacket and <laughs> yeah, I mean that was entertaining. Um, yeah. Then the what was it? The the match of the Hardy Boy. Well, not the Hardy Boys, but with uh, it wasn't um, with Matt, Matt Hardy mm-hmm. and Sheamus. I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it worked itself out, and it kind of played out the way I thought it would. Um, and I don't know. It just it, it had a, a, a good flow to it this week for me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, w- it wasn't bad. I mean, it just um, I I don't know. I 
I just the feel only like part. It's, um, the only part I will say that about before you. Sorry, but to interrupt you. But no, I will say fine. about the raw like what didn't work out at all was the whole Braun Strowman versus Callisto thing and how Strowman then all of a sudden took Callisto and kind of threw him around like a, a you know like a, a pay, well, like a little baby doll and stuff like. That. I just, I don't understand, like, oh, it's a dumpster match, and then they, of all people, they have him throwing Kalisto in there, like, yeah, no, no crap, right, how, how much bigger is Braun Strowman than Kalisto, oh, like, yeah, that, that's gonna obviously happen, I felt like they were trying to take something and make it a little Attitude Era-ish, yeah, well, they kept on saying like, it was Raw's eh. first dumpster match, and I was like, I swear Raw did a dumpster match in the, during the Attitude Era, like, I remember being uh, yeah, at an actual Raw event and seeing China get dumped into a dumpster. You know? Yeah, especially with the, with the hardcore era. I feel like dumpsters were used quite often, but right. I don't – whatever. I, so I think that's the thing is, like, they had this thing that was kind of Raw-esque that was just, like – I mean, really? Like, you're going to have Braun Strowman against a guy who could probably be in, like, 205 live you know yeah i'm like okay there's like a 200 pound difference like <laughs> really All right. so i i don't know um although i will say this the um i do like the uh, alexa bliss getting into you know sasha banks and bailey and right. being that little kind of antagonist there i do like that i think that's good and gives the women's division a little I don't know, a little something different, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't as honestly uh, disappointed with Raw as I kind of was with SmackDown this week. Um, I, I thought Raw was fine; just the ending was weird what do you to think, me. Like, what do you think about the the relationship now between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins? And they're trying to uh, throw big casts in there as well because they're like, it was remember it was that six man yeah. tag match, and it was supposed to be Enzo and Big Cast with Seth Rollins. And then, of course, they get jumped, and Enzo always like Enzo sells it the greatest man. I swear to God, that oh, guy yeah. he he takes a big kick to the face, and then you see him like rolling around like he's knocked out and stuff like that. It's hilarious to me. And so oh, then yeah. they bring out Finn Balor, which I was shocked because they supposedly he had a concussion like a week right. or two weeks ago and stuff like that. So maybe it wasn't as bad as what it was you know some thought it would be. Um, right. But absolutely. I think that was a good like I think that's a good combo like you remember we were talking last week about factions and stuff that would oh, yeah. be a good mm-hmm. faction to bring together with especially See, yeah, Seth agree. Rollins and Finn Balor you know NXT boys coming back up and stuff well yeah you know, I was curious Hunter and I were talking about that because who, who are they going up against again they went um, up against um, the Gallows Brothers which which is kind of weird in, in um, Samoa Joe which is kind of weird because Finn Balor and the Gallows Brother had a faction it on used NXT to be the Bullet Club yeah, right? Bullet Club right yeah but the, so we were talking about that, like how cool that would be to get that faction in. But Baylor is a, he's he's a face, so right. they're not you know they're not going to turn him heel, and the gallows are obviously heels. Um, no, but I think you know if you had, <clears throat> um, you know, start making a, a little faction like that, I think that would be good. I think the show needs something like that. I think they're kind of tiptoeing on it right now, but I, I and. You know they're doing that more on um, uh, SmackDown. It looks like with Jinder Mahal, which we'll get to right. later. Yeah. But um, I I think that I think that that's a way to go. That just the stories have always been better with with groups involved. 
you know, for some reason, because it just it, it creates so much more drama. Because if groups don't like each other, then some of the smaller matches make sense. They aren't just like these random so and so matches. Like you know, think back to the Attitude Era. If Road Dog wasn't a part of DX, you know, Road Dog fighting Ken Shamrock wouldn't like be like okay this match is whatever all these exactly. guys just don't like Agreed. each other okay yeah. but no it was a guy from the corporation and a guy from um dx who both didn't like each other like it made sense why they were fighting right. so i think there's just i think it gives the wwe more um you know more opportunities for stories and and um different kind of scenarios no i definitely agree i think it's uh it, it's. I think Raw's heading in the right direction now. SmackDown was a little lackluster, and notice too that Raw's yep. better when Roman Reigns is not there. You know, oh yeah, I know it was because well, of with, his brother passing away and stuff. But yeah, you know, like I don't want to um, you know shed too much you know light on it. But, right. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, and when they first said that, because it was before I I knew that his brother passed away, which is awful. Right. Um. But uh, when they first said that. Um, um, you know, Enzo wasn't going to be there, and they were going to have a new um, partner, and they were going to name who it was later. I was like, if they even say Roman Reigns, <laughs> <laughs> I will lose it. Um, no, but you know, unfortunately, he, you know, had to be other places. Um, but yeah, as far as SmackDown goes, um, I don't know. I, I I see they're trying to make something out of the tag division. Trying, I, trying. It's just yeah. I just the tag teams on. Um, SmackDown just I don't know they just don't do it for me yep. and then especially I mean they're going to be adding the New Day which I'm sorry I can't stand the New Day I know Neither people will love the New Day but no. I can't stand them and so it's just like uh, that I don't know that seems like a bit of a wash to me but so they had that the women's division thing was you know okay I see what they're trying to do team up everybody against Charlotte but still I don't think they have enough depth you know, I don't think they have enough depth to really, you know, do anything really big with them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just and the the gender hall thing. I just, I don't know. I I know they're trying to push him so they can, you know, get, you know, a different kind of demographic push. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right it's, to me. It I guess. It seemed like this week's episode of Raw was very slow. Like, because the, they're trying to, I guess they're trying to save storylines for their, the next pay-per-view since, uh, what is it, Paybacks, this coming up Sunday, which is mainly a Raw, yeah. raw pay-per-view, so they're kind of just holding their stories as slow as possible, um, so that it sets it up for the next pay-per-view and not trying to rush them, because, well, like, Shinsuke hasn't wrestled yet. He debuted three weeks ago, and all we've got um, out of Shinsuke yeah. on SmackDown is literally... You know, him interrupting Miz and Maurice, him interrupting Dolph Ziggler, and then trying to do an interview, and then Ziggler interrupts him, and he has like three or four words, and then a semi—not it was not even a match, but like a semi attack or yeah. whatever. I uh, was talking to Hunter about that, and he saw somewhere where they, where uh, Nakamura may not even wrestle for. I thought they said like a month because they went about up the hype for his. Um, like, so for his first major match or bat, um, fight would be like at the SmackDown pay-per-view. And I'm like, right, please tell me that's not true. Like that's, that's way too long. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
Yeah, I mean that would be crazy if they if they did go through that because I know he's wrestling in the dark matches and stuff. And right. there's you know been photos and everything you know and people talking about it. He's already wrestled Dolph I think like twice now, which is where you know where you work out all your kinks and stuff like setting up for the pay per view. But to not even have like just a throw in match against somebody else just doesn't make sense. You know, not saying right. it has to be against Dolph, but to just have it like, hey, you know, let's get the hype going and stuff and get you up against somebody of a decent status. Just to so so we can say, hey, you know, Shinsuke is is wrestling on SmackDown. I think it's a it's a bad move. If they wait any longer. Um, oh yeah, without I agree. Shinsuke, at least you're wrestling. Because what about the fans that don't follow NXT and just are going off the hearsay of other fans? That's only going to last for a while, you know. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, SmackDown definitely. It felt like it was slow this week than anything else. Um, the only thing I will say, though, is that putting Charlotte Flair over onto SmackDown definitely beefed up the women's division over there, which was really weak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know. I still, I still think that there's going to be some storyline issues just, just because I think um, some of the women are... Um, uh, you know, maybe a little weaker than the ones on Raw, at least for right, right. now. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think, you know, moving Charlotte was good for a couple of reasons. It, it helps SmackDown, but then also it gives different, um, you know, different dynamics to the Raw women's division as well. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, which was interesting was that they had Becky Lynch kind of interviewed and get interrupted but then when Charlotte and Naomi got attacked in the ring by Natalia and her group, that Becky Lynch didn't come out at all. So I thought it was going to yeah. try to set up like a, a you know a six way tag match and so forth, but it didn't work out that way. But it, I think if you get Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Naomi involved in some sort of triangular feud, that's going right. to beef up the, the SmackDown Women's Division. Because as much as I love Natalia, you know, she's a, a great wrestler. So far. Her personality just can't carry a really good character. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. Um, so, and then Car- Carmella and that whole fiasco. I mean, <laughs> the, that that character's wearing down on me. And then yeah, Lana's supposed to be coming into SmackDown Women's Division in the next two to three weeks. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. Last yeah. two things. Uh, uh, two quick uh, pieces of news. So, did you see? Uh, and this is more video game based. Um, Nintendo is stopping the sales of Nintendo Classic now, starting yesterday, uh, yeah. April twenty seventh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was enraged. Yeah. So, so your hunt for the Nintendo things. Classic is over. Oh, I was so well. First of all, so. The other thing is Nintendo, they're they're being idiots because here's the thing. They they've done this before with the Wii when it first came out and like they have the scarcity of it. But here's the thing. They did it with Nintendo Classic and people are like, okay, this is a Nintendo thing. But they're also and like enough time had passed between large consoles. But then they're doing the same thing with the switch. So if they're not careful, though, people are going to be like, okay, I've tried to get the classic. I've tried to get the switch. I can't, you know what? I'm just going to stick to freaking 
PlayStation and Xbox. No joke. There was uh, it, when I was at Target the other last weekend. The Target had five Nintendo Switches available for the two ninety nine. And I told my wife, I was like, I'm legit tempted to just buy all five of these right now and put them up on eBay. Well, it's funny you said that because like you know how hard and long I look for the Nintendo Classic, right. and then and and then um. I was at Walmart the other day doing something. I just, like, walked down the uh, video game aisle, and you don't think I saw a Switch. And I'm like, are you kidding me for how hard I searched for the other one? I'm not even looking for a Switch, and I found one. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but <clears throat> what I ended up, like, you know, um, I ended up looking at some stuff, and they actually have, like, it's called, like, 150 on one. It's, like, an old Nintendo cartridge where there's, like, 150 games right. on it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I, I my I have my old Nintendo at my parents, and I'm probably just going to get that. And it, originally, I'm like, listen, you know, like, I'll go to Nintendo. Like, I'll support Nintendo because this is an awesome idea, this and that. If they're if they're going to pull stuff like that, then I'm, you know, then I'll <laughs> I'll go and get this. Like, whatever. Because Nintendo. That, well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, here's the thing: you're gonna like, they're making money off of it. Oh, without a doubt. Like, why? What? Why would they all of a sudden just be like, nah? we're done like so the reasoning I, the, the people think is that and it hasn't been fully announced but it will in the next week or so is that they're going to come out with a super nintendo uh classic so snes classic and so they that, want people to buy that that's fine but you know what i honestly think it is damage control because yes. they didn't plan good enough for it they couldn't keep up with the demand they were constantly an uphill battle so then they'll be like oh we're coming in. i think they probably planned on coming out with a Super Nintendo one anyways. Without a But doubt. they're like, oh, we're just going to discontinue it. And so now they know how they're going to need to go about that. But I think it's more damage control than anything. Right. Because to because here's the thing. I was watching a, um, a video on it, and the guy was like, okay, either with them discontinuing it, it's either showing that they are, like, just completely incompetent or don't care about the the uh, about the buyers you know because obviously people want it or they just like couldn't figure out how to keep up with production or anything like that he's like so so one or the other either way nintendo looks bad you know what i mean it's just like either way you look bad and then like i said i get it the idea of scarcity being like a tactic but like when you're when you have two console consoles that are out the class well it was the classic and the switch and you're doing that with both of them like i said it's going to get people to be like dude what like why why even try this when like obviously with xbox and playstation even when those first come out you, you they have so many of them you know what i mean oh without so a doubt it, yeah. That, yeah i was i was pretty heated so that's that's my boycott of, of Nintendo. so are you going to pre-order a snes um you know i i I don't know because I was always much more of a Nintendo guy. I mean, I played the NES, uh, the SNES. I had a Sega, uh-huh. um, and I, I think I was a little bit more of a Sega guy. Um, and to be honest, <laughs> like, and I'm not just doing this to be like, oh, to be that guy, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, after like trying and all that crap, I don't even like nothing makes me want to jump on board for the SNES Classic because the first thing in my mind is. They did this crap with the classic. They did this with the Switch. Why wouldn't they do it with this? Right? Like, why wouldn't yeah, they say, sense. like, oh, we have a limited amount. Like, I'm not going to, like, you know what I mean? It's like, what, I don't, you know, 
pre-order it and then be like, oh, well, well sorry, the first 50 people to pre-order. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, maybe after a while, but it's not something that I think I want to like pre-order and run to the store for because, you know, I, I've, I've already done that with other things and, you know, the whole going to stores and it's out, it's out. It's okay. I'm over that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the main reason why I didn't get the Nintendo Classic was because I could never beat any of the original Nintendo games. So I was like, why do I want to sit there and go through that same frustration as I did as a little kid and have my kids watch me, like, throw a remote control at the (laughs) TV and stuff like that? But that is why our generation is so much tougher because our video games were harder, you know? There you go. Dude, yeah, Nintendo games were tough, man. Like, I think the reason why our generation was so much better is because we finally accepted failure i mean we we went through so much failure that like getting dumped by a girl was so much easier than going through another nintendo game knowing that you weren't going to get past level two or level three oh absolutely are you kidding me like and listen you don't get saves you don't get continues like good luck right like one of the most frustrating games i've ever had it was and played was ghost and goblins on i was just about to say that because i never like if i got past the first level that was like a miracle Right. And not only that, but don't forget, if you beat the game, you actually have to go through and beat oh, the exact same thing all over again. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the thing about Nintendo games. Like, they were cheeky. They'd be like, oh, you think you won? Well, oh, yeah. or else you... Damn the guy that came out with night. Ghost and Goblins. I'll tell you that right now. Well, between that and damn Battletoads on the... Oh, like, Battletoads. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, uh, that was slamming into so many brick walls. <laughs> um but my buddy and I, I remember one time, stayed up for hours to beat Rampage. Remember Rampage? Rampage, yep. And at the very end, all it says is congratulations. We're like, are you kidding me? Like, we just did all of that, and yeah. all we get is congratulations. Yep. Failure, disappointment, all these things. Yeah, that you learned it. It learned, taught us. So we were accepted. Yep. So we knew we would go into working in something so hard and just be disappointed at the end. Exactly. Yeah. I blame Nintendo for all that. I think I'll exactly. wait for... If they do, like the one I'm kind of tempted, like if to pre-order if they do come out with is an, uh, a Nintendo 64 classic. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Like I, I do agree with that yeah. one. Um, I could see myself getting back into playing some GoldenEye, Mario Kart, and yeah. stuff like that. Absolutely, know, but if it. they do if they do this crap again with like this like limited yeah. availability, like I'm not I'm not I'm not about that. Oh, so yeah. it's just ridiculous. All right, last piece of news. Uh, Carmen Sandiego is coming back. It's going to be an anime series on Netflix. Okay. Just quick question. What did you like better? The original animated series or the classic kids game show? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Game show. Game Game show. show. Without a doubt. They'd have to put, like, they have the map and, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You had to be pretty intelligent for that too. Oh like, heck yeah! I mean, I mean, uh, the you know, here's a map of you know like uh, Asia. Here's a map of Africa. And, and then uh, you had to answer questions like how, culture questions too and stuff like that. That was difficult. Well, and how old were you? Like what? Like these kids are like seven or eight or yeah, eight like or ten or something school, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I, I know. You, you know, I know when we worked together at the same school, I know you gave map quizzes, and you know how awful those went. Oh so you can gosh. only imagine. You can only imagine. <laughs> Listen, like geography is done for. It's a it's a lost art. It's kind of like Latin. No one talks about it anymore. Who well, cares? one of my students had one of my students uh, wrote in their paper, the junior, um, the uh, city of um, 
of uh what they say city of washington or the city of Oregon. it was something like that oh i forget i was like oh god nice yeah so yeah so there's that i had a student fight me argue with me swearing that egypt was not in africa i was like i'm pretty sure it is. oh jace yeah um, well you know well, that's why if we had Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, the game show, we could show that to our kids because that's basically what our elementary school teachers did when they wanted to go out on a smoke break, you know? All yeah, right. there you <laughs> go. Miss Jones needs to go get a smoke break here. I'm just going to put on Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. You guys sit Carmen here and watch Carmen Sandiego, yeah. Magic School Bus. Oh, yeah. There you go. There we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So those were the days. That was true education right there. Yep. Oh, man. So, well, that's it for us today. Um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed some of the, the topics we discussed. If you agree, disagree, uh, think we're absolutely crazy, let us know in the comments section. Um, if you can, give us a, a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, let us know your thoughts about the show and, you know, we're we're aiming to please everyone here. If there's a TV show you guys want us to talk about, please let us know. We'll do our best to cover it as much as possible. Also, make sure you check out our other podcasts. We have Comic Uno's uh, Weekly Roundup, uh, Nine Panel Grid, Ed Douglas's Weekend Warrior, um, with all the great information out on there. So that's uh, Mike and Mark from LRMOnline.com. We will see you guys later. See ya.